peace and many blessings. We thank God for tonight. Peace and many blessings. We thank God for this evening and the opportunity to be here to listen to his word. I want to thank the church leadership for the opportunity to share with us. And I pray that as we share, the Lord will bless our hearts. Amen. Shall we bow down our heads for a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for Today we thank you for this evening. We pray that even as we have gathered to listen to your word, we pray that you shall speak to our hearts. We pray that you shall open our minds to understand. We pray, O oh God, that may answers come to our questions, may solutions come to our problems. We pray, O oh God, that give us a deeper and better revelation of you tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we've prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. This evening, we shall be sharing on the theme, Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Now, when we search through the scriptures, we'll find that Jesus is predominantly referred to in two main ways in the scriptures. We realize that there are many portions of scriptures that speak of Jesus in two main ways. Now, number one, Jesus is often referred to in Scripture as the Son of God. We often refer to Jesus as the Son of God. Uh, in, in Mark chapter 1, and the verse 1, uh, the apostle Mark starts um, his, the beginning of his book by saying the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. And so Mark recognizes and addresses Jesus as the Son of God in the opening uh, line of the book of Mark. Now, again, when you read the book of Luke chapter 1, and the verse 35, we read of the story where the angel of the Lord appears before Mary and begins to announce to Mary what heaven's plans and purposes concerning her was. Now, when you read verse 35, the Bible says, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you, will overshadow you. Therefore, also that the Holy One, who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. Hallelujah. So we see Mark referred to Jesus as the Son of God. We see the angel of the Lord when he appeared to Mary, referred to him as the Son of God. So Jesus is referred to as the Son of God in the Bible. He is referred to as the Son of God to represent His divinity, to represent His deity. To represent his Godship. Hallelujah. Now, number two, Jesus is referred also to as the Son of Man. In Matthew chapter 8 and the verse 20, one day a teacher of the Lord came to Jesus, and as he saw Jesus ministering and moving about his ministry, he wanted to follow him. And he came to him and said, uh, I want to follow you, Master. And this was the reply Jesus gave him. He said that, and Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. So in this verse, Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man. Now when you read Matthew 16, and the verse number uh, 13, Jesus again was having a discussion with his disciples, and he asked them a question. He says, and when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Hallelujah. So you realize that Jesus refers also to himself many times as the Son of Man. Now, Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man to represent his humanity, to represent the fact that he was God made flesh. Now, that's why the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. And it goes down to say that, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. That word that became flesh, that dwelt amongst men, is the one we are referring to 
as the Son of Man. Hallelujah. So Jesus is referred to as the Son of God in Scripture, and he's also referred to as the Son of Man. Now, Jesus, the Son of God, has no origin. Jesus, the Son of God, has no genealogy. Jesus, the Son of God, did not come from a place. Hallelujah. The Bible calls him the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So, Jesus, the Son of God, did not come from a place. Jesus, the Son of God, does not have clan or tribesmen. The Bible says that Jesus, the Son of God, made all things. When you read John chapter 1 and the verse 3, it says that all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Amen. So, Jesus, the Son of God, does not have an origin. He did not emanate from a place. He did not come from a place. He does not have a genealogy. He does not have a tribesman. He does not have a clan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peace and many blessings. So, I was saying that Jesus, the Son of God, has no origin. He does not have a genealogy. He did not come from a place. But Jesus, the Son of Man, has an origin. Jesus, the Son of Man, has a genealogy. Jesus, the Son of Man, has tribesmen. Jesus, the Son of Man, comes from the tribe of Judah. Now, how do we know this? When we go back to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew starts in an interesting way. Matthew chapter 1. We read quickly from verse 1 down to 16. It says, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, notice that it did not say Jesus, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of God. It says, the son of David, the son of Abraham. In other words, the son of a man. Then he continues to say, verse 2, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. So Judah comes out of Jacob. And then Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. And then Perez, who came out of Judah, begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab, Aminadab begot Nashon, Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Rahab begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. Begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been with, who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begot Rehoboam. Rehoboam begot Abijah. And Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begot Joram. Joram begot Uziah. Uziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Amnon, Amnon begot Josiah. Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time that they were to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shaltiel, and Shaltiel begot Zerubbabel. 
Zerubbabel begot Abud, Abud begot Eliakim, and Eliakim begot Azor. Azor begot Zadok, Zadok begot Achim, Achim begot Eliud. Eliud begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Martin, Martin begot Jacob. Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, and of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Hallelujah. So we realize that Jesus comes through David, who comes through Judah. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, the son of man, in terms of the 12 tribes of of Israel, Jesus comes from the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. And that is what the book of Matthew shows us. So Jesus, the son of man, Jesus, the son of David, Jesus, the son of Abraham, has a genealogy. He has tribesmen. And the tribe he comes from is the tribe of Judah. Now, in present day, you realize that many tribes or many clans, for example, in Ghana, have their own unique symbol that represents them. For example, if you take the Ashanti, the, the national symbol of the Ashanti is the porcupine. That is why Asante Kotoko is called the porcupine warriors. The porcupine is the national symbol of the Ashanti kingdom. Now, in a similar vein, in the days of Israel, where they had 12, 12 tribes, all the tribes had symbols that represented them. Now, for the tribe of Judah, the national symbol for the tribe of Judah was the lion. Hallelujah. Now, how do we know this? Let's go to Genesis chapter 49. In Genesis 49, Jacob was getting ready to die. He was getting ready to kick the bucket. And he gathered his 12 sons and he began to speak over them. Now, we'll read verse 8 and verse 9 of Genesis 49. So, he, it gets to the turn of Judah. And Jacob now begins to speak over Judah. And this is what he says to him. He says, Judah, you are he whom your brother shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down. He lies down like as a lion. And as a lion, who shall rouse him? Hallelujah. So, in, in Genesis 49 and the, and the verse that, uh, number 9, when, Judah, when Jacob was speaking over Judah, he referred to Judah as a lion. He referred to Judah as a lion that had come back from his prey. And so, the descendants of Judah, out of this prophetic word, adopted the lion as their national symbol. Amen? So, Jesus comes from the tribe of Judah, and the tribe of Judah has the lion as their symbol. Now, if you are a Christian, you have to understand that when Jacob was speaking over Judah and was calling Judah a lion, you have to understand that Jacob was not prophesying just to give the descendants of Judah a symbol by which they will represent themselves. He was not just speaking a prophetic blessing over them. He was not just giving them a national symbol. No, every believer must understand that when Jacob was speaking about the lion, Jacob was speaking actually about a a real human being that was to come. Jacob was speaking about a personality. Jacob was speaking about a soon coming king. Jacob was speaking about a warrior. Jacob was speaking about a savior. Hallelujah. When Jacob was speaking about this lion, he was speaking about a person. He was speaking about a personality. He was speaking about an actual human being who was to come. And the name of that personality and the name of that human being is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus was the lion that Jacob was actually speaking about. Now, somebody will say, how how do we know this? How do we come to have this understanding? Let's go. We started from Genesis. Now, let's go to Revelations. Revelations chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, we read from verse 1. Now, this was a vision that John saw um, on the island, island of Patmos. And he now begins to tell us the vision that he has. He said, And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside on the back and on the back sealed with seven seals. Some versions will say a book. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals? 
And no one in heaven and on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. Or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and to read the scroll or to look at, or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its seven seals. Hallelujah. So in this verse, John has a revelation. And in the revelation, he sees a book or a scroll. And this book or this scroll has seven seals. And John wanted to see what was in the book. He wanted to see what was in the scroll. But when you read the verse 3, he says that there was nobody that was found in heaven or on the earth or under the earth that was able to open the scroll or to lose his seal. He says that nobody that was in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open this book or to lose his seal. And so John was weeping and he was weeping and he was weeping because a certain book was close to him. Now, the, the Bible says that, and the angel of the Lord came to him, and the angel of the Lord said that, Behold, weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah is worthy and has prevailed, and he can open the, the book, he can open the scroll, and he can lose the seals. Hallelujah. Now, many of us here are like John, and we are weeping, and we are weeping, and we are weeping. And we are weeping. And the reason we are weeping is because a certain book is close to us. It's because a certain door is shut to us. It's because a certain barrier, we have come to a certain barrier, and we don't know who can move that barrier. It's like there's a, there's a certain realm we want to enter. There's a certain book we want to look into. There's a certain position we want to climb into. But it's like there's a barrier, and there's a seal, and it is closed, and it is shut to us. And we are wondering, who can open this barrier for us? Who can open this shut door? Who can open this book unto us? And we are weeping, and we are weeping, and we are weeping. And it's because we are before before a barrier, we are before a seal, and it's like we don't know anybody, and we don't know no man who can open that barrier, who can open that book, who can open those seals. But I came to tell you tonight that the lion of the tribe of Judah, he has prevailed, he has the power, he has the authority, he is worthy to open that barrier, he's worthy to open that book that is close to you, he's worthy to open that seal. Hallelujah. I came to tell you tonight that weep not. Weep not. For there is a man who is called the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He has prevailed. And that book that is, is, is sealed, that book that is closed, that door that is shut, that you are weeping and you are wondering, who can open? How will I pass through? How will I, how will I enter? How will I climb into that arena? That seems shut and that seems close to me. The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Bible says that he has prevailed. He has prevailed. Tonight, the Lord sent me to tell you that weep not. The Lord sent me to tell you that weep not. Because there's a certain man, there's a certain warrior. He's called the lion of the... And now, it's interesting how verse 3 says that there was no... But let's go back to verse 3. 5 verse 3. It says, And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth, was able to open the scroll. Look, there's a point in life where you get to where no man under the earth or on the earth can open for you. Praise the Lord. There's a realm you get to. There's a door you get to. There's a a barrier you meet. There's a circumstance you meet. It's like nobody can do it. But there's a lion. There's a lion of the tribe of Judah. There's a lion of the tribe of Judah. When you get to the point where nobody can do it, when you get to the point, that's why the Bible says that with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Because there's a certain lion who has prevailed, who is worthy to open any closed seal. Hallelujah. Now, when you read the Bible, when you read the Gospels, we read of a certain woman who is called Martha. And Martha had a sister called Mary. And they had a brother called Lazarus. And Lazarus was sick. And Jesus was a friend to this family. And so the family called upon Jesus. And they, said, and they said, come. Because the one who love is very ill. Now, Jesus took a while in getting to Lazarus. And by the time he had got to Lazarus, Lazarus was dead. His family had wrapped him up. They had put him in a tomb. 
and they had sat the tomb. Hallelujah. Now, immediately they were, he, he was put in the tomb, to his two sisters, it was like all hope is lost. It was like everything is over. Everything is over. Every, they had lost all hope. Their brother was gone, and they were trying to console themselves. And they were trying to just, just hold themselves up upon the loss of their brother. And the Bible says that when Jesus had reached there, it was after four days when Lazarus had been put in the tomb. And the Bible says that when Jesus got to the entrance of the village, Martha went to meet him. And Martha was weeping. And Martha was weeping. And Martha was weeping. And when you read the Bible carefully, the Bible says that, and Mary also went to join him, went to join Martha at the entrance of the gate. And they were both weeping, weeping before Jesus. And Martha made an interesting statement. He said that, if you had been here, my Lord, my brother would not have died. And they were weeping. And they were weeping. And they were weeping. You see, Martha was weeping because Martha only knew the Jesus who could heal the sick. Martha only knew the Jesus who could open blind eyes, who could make the cripples walk. He knew the Jesus who could heal malaria and pneumonia and arthritis. This was the Jesus he knew. So when his brother died, he said, oh, it's all over. And they were weeping, and they were weeping, and they were weeping, and they were weeping. And you see, the Bible says that, and Jesus also wept with them. Now, sometimes Jesus weeps with us, and he's weeping with us because he feels our pain. He feels our sorrow. He feels our agony. Jesus sits in heaven. And sometimes as we are weeping here on earth, and as we are weeping in our rooms, and as we are weeping over circumstances, Jesus is also weeping with us. It's because he can feel our pain. The Bible says that, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to bear with our infirmities. Jesus is able to feel our pain. That's why the songwriter said that he sees each tear that falls and he hears us when we call. So Jesus sometimes weeps with us because he can feel our pain and he can feel our sorrow. But you see, sometimes Jesus also weeps with us because Jesus wished that we knew the lion of the tribe of Judah. He wishes that we knew him as the person who can not just heal diseases, but he wished that we knew him as the person who is able to break the seal of death, the seal of hell, the seal of the grave. Sometimes Jesus wishes that we knew him as the lion of the tribe of Judah, who, can, who is able to open every shut door, who is able to open every shut tomb, who is able to open every shut barrier. Sometimes Jesus wishes that we knew him as such. So when he sees us weeping, sometimes he weeps with us, and he's weeping because his children do not know him as the seal breaker. Tonight, Jesus wants us to recognize that he's the one that can open every shut tomb, that can open every shut door. The Bible says that, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Praise the Lord. I came to tell somebody who is weeping tonight that weep not. Weep not. Weep not. Weep not. For we have a certain lion that has revealed. Amen. So the Bible says that Jesus said they should go and show him Lazarus' tomb. So they went to Lazarus' tomb. And Jesus stood before the tomb. And Jesus commanded that Lazarus should come out. And the Bible says that and Lazarus arose, and Lazarus came out of the tomb. Tonight, Jesus is standing at our tomb. There's a certain tomb that is shut, and Jesus is standing at your tomb. He's standing at your tomb of failure. He's standing at your tomb of suicidal thought. He's standing at your tomb of depression. He's standing at your tomb of a failed marriage. He's standing at your tomb of a failed business. He's standing at your tomb of a failed career. He's standing at your tomb of a failed ministry. He's standing at your tomb of failed children. And tonight he's saying that come out of that tomb. Tonight that lion of the tribe of Judah is saying that come out of that tomb. Come out of that tomb of sickness. Come out of that tomb of hopelessness. Come out of that tomb of depression. Come out of that tomb of, of despair. Just as Lazarus could come out of the tomb after four days. I don't know how many days you have been in the tomb, but tonight that, that lion is standing in front of your tomb and he's saying that, come out. You may have been in the tomb for three months. You may have been in the tomb for five years. You may have been in the tomb for ten years. But tonight he's saying that, come out of that tomb. Come out of that tomb. Come out 
of that tomb. Elizabeth was in the tomb of barrenness for many years. For many years. But one day, when the lion of the tribe of Judah visited her, she came out of the tomb of barrenness. Some of us, we are seated and we are locked up in the tomb of barrenness. But the Lord is saying that you are coming out of that tomb. The same way Jesus announced Lazarus to come out of that tomb. Tonight, God is saying that somebody is coming out of their tomb. Hallelujah. Jesus is a seal breaker. The lion of the tribe of Judah is the one that opens shut seals. He's the one that opens shut doors. And tonight, I believe that Jesus is opening a certain shut door for somebody. Hallelujah. I just came to encourage us tonight that trust in the Lord, that believe in God, that He is the one who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think of. Hallelujah. The lion of the tribe of Judah, he has prevailed. He is breaking every seal. Hallelujah. Now, when we read the Bible carefully, when you get to Genesis chapter 44, there is something interesting that happens in Genesis chapter 44. In Genesis chapter 44, we read the story of when there was famine in the whole land. Now, in Genesis 44, Jacob's um, sons, which was Joseph's brothers, had gone to Egypt to buy food. And at that time, we all know that um, Joseph was prime minister of, of Egypt. We know the story. Now, Joseph, after questioning them, tells them that they should go back and the next time they are coming to, to buy food, they should bring along their younger brother. Else he was not going to sell food to them again. And so his brothers go back to his father. And after using up all the food that was left, his father sends them back. And his father tells them to go buy more food. And the brothers tell him that, look, the man that was there told us that if we do not bring our youngest, uh, our youngest brother, he will not sell to us. Now, we all know how dear Benjamin was to Jacob. And so Jacob refused. But after further persuasion and how the whole famine and hunger was going, Jacob decided to release Benjamin to go with them. Now, when Benjamin now arrives in Egypt, <coughs> Jacob decides to detain him. And then he tells the rest of his brothers to go back. Now, something interesting happens with a man called Judah in this story. Let's look at Genesis chapter 44. And we'll start reading from verse 30. Now, this is, this is Judah speaking. He says, Now therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the lad is not with us, since his life is bound up in the lad's life, it will happen when he sees that the lad is not with us, that he will die. So your servants will bring down the gray hair of your servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. For your servant became surety for the Lord to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father forever. 33. Now therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the Lord as a slave to my Lord, and let the Lord go up with his brothers. This is Judah speaking. He says, Now therefore, let your servant, which was himself Judah, remain instead of the lad, Benjamin, as a slave to my Lord, and let the lad go up with his brothers. Hallelujah. Judah said that, look, let Benjamin go and keep me instead as your prisoner. Judah said that I will give my life for his life. I will give my freedom for his freedom. I will pay the punishment for his sin. I will pay, I will pay the price for his actions. So he said that, look, release Benjamin and let Benjamin go. And every price that Benjamin is supposed to pay for his sins and for his actions, I, Judah, I will take it upon myself. I will be your prisoner and I would will, will, rather allow that you let Benjamin go and take me instead. This was the man Judah. Now, in this verse and in this story, Judah was showing us a shadow 
of what the real lion of the tribe of Judah will come and do for the entire humanity. What Judah did for Benjamin was a typology, was a, was a shadow, was typifying. When the lion of the tribe of Judah comes, he was showing us what he will do. He was showing us how the lion of the tribe of Judah will give us his life so that we can have his life. He was showing us how the lion of the tribe of Judah will say that, look, I will be a prisoner so that the whole of humanity will be free. He was showing us how the lion of the tribe of Judah will come and say that I will pay for the price and the sins of these people. Take me instead and release them. Judah was showing us what the lion of the tribe of Judah will come and do for us. So in Isaiah 53, the Bible says something interesting. Isaiah 53. Let's read from verse 5. Isaiah 53 verse 5. It says that, but he was wounded for our transgressions. This is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. Verse 6. He says that all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, took upon himself the iniquity of all of us. But Judah, the man Judah, out of whom the tribe of Judah came, showed us this long before the lion of the tribe of Judah came on the scene. Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, is not just a seal breaker. Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, is also a kinsman redeemer. He redeems us of our sins. He redeems us of our faults. He redeems us of our wrongs. He redeems us of our transgressions. He redeems us of our iniquities. He redeems us from generational curses. He redeems us from household weakness, wickedness. He redeems us from bloodline patterns. Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, is our kingsman redeemer. Hallelujah. Tonight, Jesus is here to redeem somebody. Somebody has been locked up in negative bloodline patterns. Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, is here to redeem you. He's here to redeem you from generational curses. He's here to redeem you from pain, sorrow, and anguish. He's here to redeem you. Hallelujah. He says that the the enemy came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I, the lion of the tribe of Judah, I have come to redeem you. I have come to give you life and to give you life, life more abundantly. Hallelujah. The Bible says that whilst we are yet sinners, the lion of the tribe of Judah came to die for us. He said, take my life and give them my life. I will bear their sins and I will bear their transgressions. Let them go and set them free. Hallelujah. When he hanged on the cross and he said it is finished, he was saying that his redemptive work is finished. His setting us free is finished. Hallelujah. Tonight, God is going to redeem somebody. God is going to set somebody free. God is going to break certain patterns. God is going to redeem us. Hallelujah. Now, it's interesting because when you read the Bible, the Bible says that when Jesus was going to the cross, the Bible says that he was led as as a sheep uh, to the slaughter. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. But when Jesus died and he arose, he did not die and rise as sheep. He died and arose as a lion. He went to the cross as a sheep. But he did not come out of the grave as a sheep. He came out of the grave as a victorious warrior. He came out of the grave as a fierce lion. He came out of the grave as a victor. Hallelujah. Now, it's interesting because when you read the Bible, the Bible says that immediately Jesus died. Immediately Jesus gave up the ghost. Immediately he died. The Bible says that the curtain, the veil that was in the temple, it tore into two. It it split into two. Hallelujah. The lion of the tribe of Judah in him arose. Immediately he died. He started breaking seals. He started breaking barriers. The barrier that that separated holies from the holies of holies. The barrier that separated with the commons from seeing the glory of the Lord. Immediately he died. He started breaking all of those seals. Immediately he died. He took on the nature of a lion. Jesus is risen. And he's risen as a lion. He's risen. And he's risen as a lion. He's not coming back as a lamp. He's not coming back the lamb who is meek and being led to the slaughter. No. But he's coming as a lion king. Hallelujah. He's coming as a lion king. 
He's coming as a lion king. And this is one of the things that Jacob spoke about when he was prophetically speaking over Judah and prophesying into the future. Go back to, 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 to Genesis 49. Genesis 49. We'll start from verse 8 again. It says that Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. You are him who your brothers shall praise. You are him whom your brothers shall praise. Jesus is the one that all men shall praise. Jesus is the one that all men shall give glory to. Jesus is the one that all men shall bow down their knees to. The Bible says that at the mention of your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So when Jacob was speaking over Judah and was saying that you are the one whom your brothers shall praise, remember that Jesus calls us his his, his brothers. He calls us the firstborn among many brethren. That is how Jesus Christ is referred to. So when, when Jacob said, Judah, you are him whom your brothers will praise. We are, we are the brothers and Jesus is the firstborn among his brethren. We are the brethren and Jesus is that firstborn and he is the one whom his brothers, which is us, shall praise. Hallelujah. You are the one whom your brothers shall praise. That is why the, the Bible said that God said that he, he, his glory will he not share with anyone. Because from Genesis, it was prophesied that the one that the, the brothers will praise is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the one that the brethren are supposed to praise. He's the one that the brethren are supposed to praise. That is why when we move from Genesis and now we go to Exodus, God reminds them and he says that, I am the Lord God. You shall have any, no other God apart from me. You shall not bow down or praise any other God apart from me. Why? Because right from Genesis 49, it's established that the one whom the brethren are supposed to praise is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why God, God takes the issue of rendering your praise to another person seriously. Because he's been laid down. The one whom the brethren are to praise is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He says that your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Let's continue. Verse 9. He says, Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down. He lies down as a lion. And as a lion, who shall rise him? 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Silo comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. It says the, the, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. The kingship shall not depart from Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah was king before the foundations of this world. And so the Bible says that the, the scepter shall not depart. The scepter shall not come away from you. Why? Because before the foundations of this world, the lion of the tribe of Judah was king. And he's coming back again as king. The Bible says that when he comes again as king, he shall sit on the throne of David. So the scepter shall not depart from Judah. Before the foundations of this world, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. Before the foundations of this world, Jesus was king. Jesus is coming back and he's still coming back as king. He's still coming back to sit on the throne of David. He's still coming back as king. He's still coming back having the scepter in his hand. The scepter shall never depart from his hand. Nor a lord give up between his feet. Until Shiloh come. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. And to him and to that king. And to that lion of the tribe of Judah. Shall be the obedience of the people. We are directed to obey one person. We are directed to obey one personality. To him shall the obedience of the people be. To that lion of the tribe of Judah. Shall the obedience of the people be. God is calling us and is commanding us to give our obedience to one person. That's why the Bible said in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, choose ye this day whom you shall serve. He said, choose you this day whom you shall serve. He said, I lay before you a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey all my commandments and a curse if you do not. Hallelujah. And to him shall the obedience of the people be. Tonight I came to challenge us to give our obedience to no one than to the lion of the tribe of Judah. To him will our obedience be. To him will our obedience be. To him will our obedience be. Verse 11. 
binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in, in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. I mean, when you read Genesis 49 and you, and you, and you begin to read what, what Judah speaks about, what Jacob speaks about Judah, you see nothing but Christ Jesus being presented in all of that prophecy. He says, binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's called to the choice van. He wash his garment in white. Binding his donkey. When Jesus came on the earth, he sent his disciples one day. And he said, that go into the town. When it was time for Hosea, he said, go into the town. And he said, that you shall find a donkey that is tied up. And he said, that bring him to me. And he said, that and when the owner shall ask you that who has need of it, tell him that the master has need of it. Binding his donkey to the van and his donkey's called to the choice van. He washed his garments in wine. And his clothes in the blood of grapes. Talking about the sacrifice of Jesus. How Jesus shed his blood. How Jesus gave his life for us. How he shed his blood for our remission of sins. The true lion of Judah is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Tonight I pray that we shall render all our worship to him. I pray that we shall render all our obedience to him. I pray that we shall recognize him as a redeemer. I pray that we shall recognize him as a seal breaker. I pray that we shall recognize him as the one who holds the key to hell, death, and the graves. I pray that we shall recognize him. He said in the, in the book of Revelations, he says that I am the one, when I shut, no one opens. And when I open, no one shuts. Hallelujah. Tonight, the lion of the tribe of Judah is going to speak for somebody. The lion of the tribe of Judah is going to visit somebody. The lion of the tribe of Judah is going to bring somebody out of the pit. The lion of the tribe of Judah is going to bring somebody from the backside of the desert into the limelight. The lion of the tribe of Judah is going to split open a certain barrier and a certain door. The lion of the tribe of Judah is going to give somebody access to places that you have been denied because he's the one who's, who elevates. The Bible says that promotion cometh not from the north, south, or east, or west. Hallelujah. Promotion comes from no one but from the Lord. He's the one who says that when a door is opened, nobody can shut it. That lion of the tribe of Judah has visited us tonight. Amen. I want us to pray briefly. And I want us to pray shortly. We'll be praying about two main things. We'll be praying, number one, that every door that is shut to us, you know your life. You know the doors that seem shut to you. You know the barriers. You know the seals that are closed. You know the things and the books you want God to open unto you. We want to just lift up our voice, first of all. And we are praying. And we are saying that just as He opened the seals, and allow John to look into those books. That same town of the tribe of Judah will break every seal. Will break every seal to every book. Will break every seal to every tomb. Will break every seal to every barrier. You want to just be on your feet a few minutes. And we want to just lift up prayer unto the Lord. We want to lift up prayer unto the Lord. We are praying and we are saying that, Father... May you open every seal that is closed to me in the name of Jesus. Every shut door, every seal, oh God, I've been weeping and I've been weeping and I've been weeping. It's because there's a certain book I long to look into. There's a certain realm I want to enter into. But there are seals. It is shut unto me. Father, in the name of Jesus, just as you open the seal unto John, may you open those seals unto me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In just few minutes, you just want to lift up your voice and you want to pray. And we are saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, let those books be opened unto us. Let those seals be broken in the name of Jesus. We have searched and we have searched and we have searched and we have found no man on the earth. We have found no man under the earth who is worthy of breaking those seals. Who is worthy of opening those books unto us. Who is worthy of opening that arena, that dimension that we want to step into. But Father, we come before you tonight and we say in the name of Jesus, 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 let 
seals be broken. Let that lion of the tribe of Judah show up for us tonight. In the name of Jesus. 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 Let every barrier be broken. Let every seal be loose. Let every seal be loose. Let every seal be loose. Father, this week and in the coming weeks, give somebody a miracle. Give somebody a miracle. Give somebody a miracle. Let that door that has been shut be opened unto them in the name of Jesus. Let that door that has been shut be opened unto them. Lose those seals on their behalf. Lose those seals on their behalf in the name of Jesus. Give somebody a miracle, oh God. Give somebody a testimony, oh God. You are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. We pray, oh God, tonight. We pray, oh God, tonight. We saw you lose seals for John. We saw you lose seals for John. We pray in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, tonight. Oh, tonight. May those seals be loosed. In the name of Jesus. Rako Satini Mayanda. Vrakule Brosandaya. Repele Bosandalaba. Rapala Kalakasaya. We pray tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We want to pray one more prayer. We are praying that Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, will redeem us from every stronghold of the enemy. Redeem us of every stronghold of the enemy. The Bible says that he made him who has no sin to be sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Take me and let Benjamin go. We are lifting up our voice and we are saying that, Lord, may you redeem us from every curse. May you redeem us from the stronghold of the enemy. May you redeem us from bloodline patterns. May you redeem us from the chains of the enemy. May you redeem us, oh God, from barrenness. May you redeem us from pain. May you redeem us from sorrow in the name of Jesus. May you redeem us from sickness in the name of Jesus. You want to lift up your voice in the next few minutes. And you are saying that, oh God, oh God, oh God, we have come before you, oh God. We have come before you, oh God. We have come to see your redemptive power. We have come to see your redemptive authority. We have come to see your redemptive might. And tonight we are praying and we are saying, oh God, hey, may you come, oh God, and redeem us. We have come to see you as our kinsman redeemer. We pray in the name of Jesus. May redemption come to our homes. May redemption come to our families. May redemption come to our businesses. May redemption come to our children. May redemption come to our wives. May redemption come to our fathers. May redemption come to our careers. May redemption come to our ministries. May redemption come to our church. May redemption come to our nation. In the name of Jesus, we call upon that lion of the tribe of Judah who is able to redeem her. 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 And tonight we pray, oh God, may we see your redemptive power at work. May we see your redemptive power at work. May we see your redemptive power at work. Redeem us from bad dreams. Redeem us from negative dreams. Redeem us from chronic sicknesses. Redeem us from persistent illness. Redeem us from suicidal thoughts. Redeem us from pain. Redeem us from anguish. Redeem us from anger. Redeem us from sorrow. Oh, tonight we pray. We call upon that lion of the tribe of Judah and we are saying, oh God, may you step in, oh God, May you step in, O God. May you step in, O God. And may you redeem us, O God. May you redeem us, O God. May you redeem us, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We cry out unto you, O God. And we say, O God, let your redemptive power visit us. Let your redemptive power visit us tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we plead the blood. We plead the blood. We plead the blood. We plead the blood. That speaks better things than the blood of Abel. We plead that blood. We plead that blood to bring us redemption. We plead that blood to speak on our behalf. We plead that blood to war on our behalf. We plead that blood to grant us 
pardon and access. We plead that blood to bring us out of the stronghold of the enemy. We plead that blood to bring the chains of the evil one in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we thank you. Oh Lord, we thank you. Oh Lord, we thank you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight, oh God. My gracious Redeemer, mine Savior, if He's our gracious redeemer and he's our savior. He's our savior from the pits of hell. He's our savior from the entanglement of the evil one. He's our savior from the arrows by day. And he's our savior from the terror by night. In the name of Jesus.